and welcome back y'all to another brand new episode this week we talked about the art of forgiveness we talked about white people judging black art and then finally we got a little deep and we talked about some things that are happening in the world this is the experience crazy everything man yeah you got that right i feel like niggas have been this i feel like we've been getting i feel like 2021 is on record to be just as crazy as 2020 yeah i I think i think niggas feel it i feel like niggas for real for real ain't really experiencing the magnitude of how crazy 2021 is yeah it's crazy 2021 wait before we get into that how are you doing what how how the fuck you doing (laughs) How you... <laughs> you know, I had to come in with the hot topic, man. Yeah. You know, it's something, something to think about, but I'm good. You know, always good. About you, bro. Oh, I have an announcement. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to try this out to see if this works. I have an announcement. Drum roll. <laughs> I'm officially moving to L.A. Yeah. Officially moving to L.A. Apartment has been approved. Um all of that good jazz um it's been a stressful situation but i am really excited just like moving moving is stressful by itself but times that by 10 when you're moving to an entirely different state to the other side of the country um it's it's stressful i'm kind of drained but look i'm still here and we're gonna do this shit this is my energy for the week this podcast honestly like out of all the stuff that i'm going through i've had interviews on interviews on interviews but you know yeah, you're moving on crazy shit, man. Moving across the country, man. How many times have you been to L.A.? <laughs> this is the first time I've been to L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's going to be something that you, you've never been to, and you're about to just make a whole new life out of it. That's, yeah. that's crazy. I'm ready, that's though. Crazy. Look, this is I, – I like to think that everything happens for a reason. I can't think this is all random and this is just for no reason. And I feel like if I wasn't meant to be there, certain things wouldn't have happened. If I wasn't supposed to be in L.A., wouldn't have gotten approved for different things. I wouldn't have just shit wouldn't have felt like how it's falling right now. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, I feel that. For sure. Man. But, yeah, it's crazy how you try to ignore what I what I came in with, man. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> 2021, like, I'm actually kind of put I'm putting that on record, man. 2021 is probably crazier than 2020. Why? 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 Sorry, it's just so much shit going on. I feel like it's just. I feel like we got kind of numb to it because of twenty twenty. Okay. Like, cause twenty twenty was so crazy. We looking at twenty twenty one like, uh, this is just the new norm. But in reality, it's like, uh, nah. This is some crazy shit going on, man. And we'll get into that. But yeah. like, for real, for real, it's, it's, it's some crazy shit, for real, for real. man. You yeah. know, something that I've been like thinking about recently. Even outside of that shit, probably on some like you can kind of maybe self discovery type shit. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, you know, it's, I most of the time I be thinking like you know, as humans we make mistakes, right? Yeah. Just in general, like it, it, like yeah, error, like whatever. fart when you're when your boss is talking to you. Big mistake. Uh, Big mistake. But I mean, even bigger mistakes. Yeah. Like mistakes, like shitting on yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. All right. No, but I mean, like mistakes where you're just like, all right, like this isn't, this isn't something that I expected to happen, Mm -hmm. but I still made the choice that, and 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 that mistake had consequences. I feel like that happens in a lot of people's cases, especially relationships. Okay. Like people make mistakes all the time in relationships. I know, coming from a nigga, niggas make mistakes often. In relationships i think that's the new common like that's the new norm like the it's, it's usually the niggas fault it mostly is yeah, yeah probably yeah but you know i just feel like a lot of that is just predicated on a lot of well a lot of outdated values but still like i don't know like i, f- I feel like we we make mistakes but we still kind of try to come back from them. I mean, not everybody. I'm not saying every nigga is that, is that way, but there are a lot of niggas that kind of, their mistakes in other people's eyes that they've kind of extended that mistake to and it had consequences to the, in their relationships, view them in that light. So I'd be thinking like, 
damn, you know, I fucked up sometimes. I'm a nigga. I'm, I'll be honest. Right. So I'll be, you know, hey, but I, I still be doing what a nigga do. <laughs> but um, I'll I be thinking, like, what's, like, the whole concept. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you, like, what's your whole take on the, like, forgiveness through the struggle kind of take? Like, you, you know, you struggle with somebody and you forgive them and you kind of grow from that mistake that somebody made. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like that's just a natural part of everything. So I feel like, well, we talked about this. When you forgive people, you're really doing it for yourself because they're like whatever, however you feel about whatever they did, they're not thinking about what you're thinking about. They're busy living their life. And so you you kind of have to forgive them to move forward and to grow from the situation. Like you realize like you know what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate and i feel like in forgiveness you're teaching yourself a lesson you're like okay like now when this situation happens oh i'm not gonna do this or this is how this person has done so now i know how to interact with them because of that does that answer your question but but that's that's kind of where i'm getting at it's kind of like that mistake in one person's end obviously caused trouble in somebody else's end but like that whole forgiveness I feel like they, I feel like forgiveness is important, especially like when you say like you know they're doing it for yourself and you should do it for yourself. But if you kind of hold that person to that mistake as like a as like a oh like this person's kind of tied down to this mistake that they made. This is what I'm gonna always whenever I see this person, whenever, however I view this person, I'm always gonna see them in that light now. But instead of understanding that that could have been a mistake. They could have grown from that, and they're no longer that person. That doesn't but here's mean, the thing. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't erase the past, but I'm saying, like... But look, what, this like, is the thing. I feel like there's, there's levels to the forgiveness through the struggle type of... It, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, but I you know, think you that like you have to... You I feel like... like oh, you can say, like, cheating. Uh, forgiving somebody if they cheated on you. Yeah. Like, if you're in a relationship or a marriage versus... You know, forgiving somebody making, like, a... Forgetting your birthday or something like that. Or... Some shit like that. There's levels to it. And, you know, people in, like, any type of relationship, you can feel like somebody played you or cheated you in, in, in your eyes. But to their eyes, it could have been a simple mistake. Which could Okay, be, but could, here's the thing. It could have been, been purposeful. No, let me say this. Let me say this. No, 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 no. That's no, all I'm no, saying, no. bro. It's, We're grown. We're grown, right? Okay? And as grown people... We need to be accountable for our actions, whether it's a mistake or not. And you have to realize even if it is a mistake, then that has consequences. If I make a mistake and oversleep and don't show up for work, I could possibly get fired. That's a consequence. Even if it was a mistake, I'm grown. I need to be responsible and take accountability for my actions. We're adults. Are, Are you kidding me? So it's like it's not like them holding them to but it's more so principle it's like if i'm talking to somebody and they fucking cheat on me it's principle to okay i forgive you for that but am i about to deal with you anymore no it's principle because if i just let the whole thing go forgiving doesn't mean letting it go i i think that's where people get it twisted um if i can forgive you and like not harbor any like emotional malice but just letting the situation go um that basically to me is disrespecting myself because that's me telling you that you have the right to continue to do that because I just let the situation go. And if I'm not, you know, firm or standing on my own ground about the one situation, if there are no consequences, then what's to stop somebody from doing the same thing? You know, you teach people how to treat you and how to deal with you by what you allow and what you tolerate. But, you know, the forgiveness doesn't really have anything to do with them. Like, you can't be like, oh, you forgave me, so I should be able to. No, no. I forgave you for me, so I didn't have to continue to live through the trauma and the pain or the hurt or whatever it may be. But I forgave you, and I got over that, but I've leveled up. Now, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, if you want to give somebody a second chance, then you can. I believe in second chances, but... I don't believe in third, fourth, and fifth chances. And and I also think, too, that the definition of insanity is trying the same thing twice and expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. So if you want to, if you think you get different results and if somebody has shown that, then, I mean, that's that's your prerogative. Me personally, Uh I 
believe in, you know, in consequences. And I hold myself accountable, too. It's not just for them, but for me. You know, if I do something and that's against somebody's morals and this is what they feel like they have to do, then all I can do is respect that. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, you have to do this. Don't nobody owe me nothing and I don't owe you nothing. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of this is definitely like a case by case basis. Yeah, I feel for like sure. depending on your relationship with the certain with the person, or like the level, like I said, there's levels to it. The level of like disrespect you may feel, like, can warrant a second or a third chance. I mean, a lot of people be like giving like hundreds and hundreds of chances and shit. Yeah, you know, it's, and that's it's definitely they keep people doing that, that shit. are very firm, like no second chances. Other people who are a little bit more flexible, but I feel like everybody's more flexible in who they want to give another chance to mm-hmm. uh but some of the people that they that i also like you know some some situations where you're like oh they can really cross that line um i can't really fuck with you like that no more because of how you did or, or whatnot but like in reality i don't i can't fully understand the scope of that relationship i only know my side of that for real for real mm-hmm. i don't know like what they were thinking like i don't i don't understand like like what they had to go through like to make that decision and then what do they feel after that decision is made and and a, and a consequence like you said is enforced like that that's that's something that can that can kind of it, it really kind of if, if you're on the other side i've been on both sides for sure definitely people that yeah <laughs> uh, you know i've definitely made mistakes and i've definitely had people where i'm like i can't really fuck with you no more because of principle like we was talking about but it's times where it's just like like, like, like forgiveness. I don't mean just like when I say for when, when we're talking about forgiveness. Like I don't, I don't like you said it's for yourself. Mm-hmm. What is it like? What What do you? What is? I ask you. What is your take on like forgiving yourself? Like when you make a mistake. Like I feel like a lot of people have have mm-hmm. moments where they make mistakes and they really beat themselves up and be like, oh, I really fucked up. And then those consequences kind of kind of magnify that mistake because you're like, oh, this is something that. You know, I messed up on and I can't get back ever. Mm-hmm. So now you start to really feel like, oh, like people can go into real dark slumps. Mm-hmm. Because of that. And they can be like, oh, like, how do, how do I, for, how do people forgive themselves for fucking up? Yeah, you can forgive somebody for fu- fucking you over. Cause that's, that's, I feel like that's a little bit easier. Uh, maybe a lot easier than forgiving <laughs> yourself. For fucking, honestly. Like, well, well, what you said, I think is definitely case by case. It definitely depends on the situation. But um, I, for me, like, I'm not a very religious person, but I do enjoy a few scriptures from the Bible. I do here and there. Um, surprise, he's gay. He reads the Bible. No, <laughs> um, no, but there's a verse in there about not condemning yourself you should not condemn yourself and that's the that's what i try to live by that because it's like though i know that i have done some stuff and i you know hold myself accountable i realize that there are consequences to my actions i know who i am at the end of the day and so there's nobody can that can tell me you know oh this is not who you are and it's fine and i I also another thing too that helps me forgive myself is what other people think about me that's none of my business you know what i mean just like what i think about somebody is none of their business honestly so it's like yeah that you can't let that have effect on you because that's their thoughts all you can control is you and what you know and what you know about yourself and so if somebody wants to think i'm this villain and i'm this have at it you're the villain in everybody's story and somebody's story you're the villain and so it's like you know you have to you just have to have that your own self-worth and know yourself enough to be like okay well okay this is who i am and i know that i fucked up i'm owning that shit own own it own that shit and be like okay but this doesn't define who i am as a person yeah and i feel like a lot of people need to kind of work towards that because it's, it's easier said than done, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely not like oh, something. Oh, hell that, yeah. All this shit is easier said than Forgiving somebody is easier said than done. Forgiving yeah, yourself, let, even easier said than done. Yeah, it was yeah. like definitely don't let, like, your mistakes define you, especially if you feel like you really learn from them and you take an account of, and you're, like, accountable for those mistakes and you kind of understand, like, your, your part to play in a lot of shit. Yeah. And then it'd be kind of easier if you go through that. Shit, I say personally, I've definitely gone through a lot of moments. You, you know, like a metamorphosis in myself, like mm-hmm. with with situations, like you know, and, and it's definitely important that we learn to like forgive. 
that like that's really like that. I feel like niggas like kind of lose sight. Like sometimes you might for, you might not like forgive. You might think you forgave, but you don't really forgive. You kind of still hold that harbor that enough animosity to be like, oh, I'm a, I don't really like. I really don't like. I might fuck this person up if we in the same room together. Like type <laughs> shit. like. You know, like you know, it's it's you you definitely it depends for real, right? But forgiveness, I think, is key to a lot for real. When I think of forgiveness, I think of the Fast and Furious, the one that just came out. Spoiler alert: If you didn't see the movie, don't listen to this part. Like fast forward, maybe like mm, like a minute. Well, I'm not gonna talk about it for a minute, but you know, you <laughs> your judgment. Um, but you know. Dom and his brother, he thought he killed his dad and he forgave him. And he was like, look, I showed you mercy. I could have killed you. But look, I already forgave you in the moment and I gave you the option to leave. I said, okay, that's forgiveness. <laughs> like I said, his love was for sure too. No, bro. You been listening to some new music lately? New music? You mean like yeah. Damson's tape that's supposed to come out? Oh, my God. Damson Idris is dropping a tape. I'm telling you guys. And Darren doesn't believe me, but he fucking is. Look, why is it every time when he's not being on bullshit on his story? Because I don't think he knows how to use social media. We, we're going to get into that. But um, when he's not doing that, he's with a music mogul. He's been with Drake. He's been with Diddy. He's been with a few other big names. Why? Like, why? He's got to be making an album. He has to. Okay, no. No, Damson Idris is not dropping an album. Incorrect. Not Incorrect. Not a rapper. Incorrect. He doesn't do any of that shit. He acts. And he raps. And the reason he's hanging around a lot of high-profile music executives is because he's dropping an album. He likes music, and he's famous enough to be in those same rooms. Like, he has a pretty hot TV show right right now that's off air now on his way to his fifth season. Yeah, watch he Snowfall, y'all. If you don't Snowfall. watch Snowfall, watch you're a it. bitch. Sorry, go ahead. No, real shit, you a bitch. Watch that Snowfall. Uh, no, nah, but um, no, nah, like I, I just feel like I don't, I don't think he's gonna really drop an album. That's that's not really okay. Honest. Maybe not an album, an EP, but an EP or a song. Agree. At least a song. At least a song he's gonna drop. I don't know, like I, but I agree, like that nigga, man, <laughs> in social media, nigga <laughs> be. Bugging. I don't know if no if anybody notices notices like this nigga be bugging. He needs to be stopped. He needs to be stopped. It's just like every time you try to you you click on a story, it'd be like some bullshit. Some bullshit. Every you be like, okay, like this is kind of strange, but you just let it slide because he's a celebrity. Uh, but no, I, I think I think enough is enough. Like I think it's time that we acknowledge that this nigga might be a porn. <laughs> like, like this nigga might might be a full fledged ham. Like, like this nigga. I think the other day I sent you like the uh the shit where he like said he was like Michael Phelps. Oh, I sent that to you. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that. That shit was wild. Like he just dived and he just like, oh, I think I'm. He said he's Damson Phelps. Didn't even yeah. dive into the pool. Kind of just like fell in there. I'm like, are you? He's bored. Get this man on a set. Get him on a set. The nigga said the other day he ain't never listened to uh, Prince self-titled album that came out in 79. And then I was like, come on, bro. There's no way. And I've never heard Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. He thought that shit was going to change his life. I don't know, man. Celebrities be getting weirder and weirder, man. Especially when the access that we got to these celebrities and these these rappers really show us, like, what these niggas be thinking. It's just... (laughs) And what they be doing in their free time. I just, I don't know. Like, and I think he's hip to the shit, too. He knows. Because he'll delete some of the shit, too. Like, I think he knows that he be on bullshit. What do you think about that? I think he knows. Oh, no. I think all this is intentional. It might be intentional handness. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, the hoes love it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's something like, it's obviously some reason that he's doing it. Yeah, well, cut it out, Damson. No, no, but that's, but actual music talk. Niggas from the show been listening to some new music. Yeah. It's been some runs. Like, I just had some, uh, some Melly playing. Ooh. Yeah, just a matter of slime. I need to listen to that. It, uh... Baldy James got some shit out. 
now released a uh, single. Rap, Detroit rapper, but he did it with Alchemist. You said who? Now. Who released a single? Oh, now. Oh. Yeah. 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 She. She's great. Yeah, I can't wait for that album. These. These are the the singles she's been dropping lately for shows leading to some shit. Rumors. Oh, y'all. Okay. Sorry, there's this show on BET. It's called BET Presents the Experience. And basically, they got all these girls from different girl groups, and they're supposed to make this one super group, right? So, anyway, the show's over. Watch it. It's on BET. But I say that to say Blueprint, which is the super group that they made from the show, just released their EP. And that shit is fire. It's amazing. My favorites on the song are on the EP are Skeletons and Talkin'. Uh, the girls from Cherish are in it. Keely from Cheetah Girls and 3LW is in it. And then Shamari DeVoe from Black is in it. Good songs, good voices. The show, lots of drama, but it was it was a good show. <laughs> okay, good little quick review. Yeah. Yeah, nah. You listen to Isaiah Rashad? Of course. Look. How'd you feel about it? It was a masterpiece. A masterpiece. It. Okay. Hey. I wish we I wish we did a podcast then, but I'm going on record. This nigga Jay said, "Who the fuck cares about Isaiah?" No, I did not. I didn't say that. The niggas was talking about Kendrick, and I was like, "Zay about to drop," and this nigga was like, "I think he has me confused with someone else." I didn't say that. No, bro, he said he cares. No, but like it's low key. Like I really fuck with the album too. That shit like was like really really good, and you know like. Sometimes like after I finish albums and whatnot, like I got I'd be like, oh, this is like I have my own opinion on it. But then I go on like on YouTube and I go on like reviewers, like I, I look at different like reviews, like the project, especially if they've been out within the last like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, this one reviewer, uh, Anthony Fantano. I don't know if people know about Anthony Fantano. I don't know if you know about Anthony Fantano, but he's like a the busiest music nerd. He's like this white ball mm-hmm. guy that just like reviews music. Uh, and hip hop too, like so, like he reviewed the Isaiah Rashad, <laughs> um, and like he he had like some interesting takes. I I can't I'm not gonna sit here and say they're not valid uh, through his lens though. That's that's what I'm kind of like getting towards. Like his his lens is like what he views, and he gave it like a five out of ten. So he gave it like a a failing score, like for the for the album. Like we both said as two black men. Listening to Isaiah Rashad, who's a black artist, and we both feel like this is a pretty good album. I think the general consensus is that it's a pretty good album, too. I mean, numbers don't lie. The culture doesn't lie. The culture doesn't lie, but then you have people who review the culture from outside of the culture. So, like, you just kind of start thinking about, like, these white reviewers. Dear white people, um, we got to kick it. That shit to be a musical. Yes, I'm excited for that. I don't know. That shit ought to be fucking awful. <laughs> we're, gonna see. We're, gonna see. we're gonna see if they if they if they figure something out. I think this is the last season, right? Yeah, I don't think it's all a musical. I think what's happening is in the show, like they're like, oh, like that. It's weird. Like they do like a flash forward, and they're like, remember when we did that musical senior year? And so like, there's drama against the musical because some people like it, and then there's some black students trying to get it canceled. And then it's just like that, but like it has musical elements. So it'll be like it's kinda like Empire. Like Empire was a musical, but it was like it had like a story, like it wasn't all just like a musical. So I think that's what it's gonna be like, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well we'll we'll see. But I mean I, I even say with like with T V shows, like black T V shows, these white publications, like these white kind of reviewers like view the culture in their own lens, but like I don't know like how important they are but i feel like they're very important like to like the 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 general consensus like, especially at the american markets where it's like predominantly white mm-hmm. you get like these you got like uh obviously like you maybe you might have something from you might have a review from like pitchfork or something that has a lot of white pitchfork. reviewers that review these albums and then you're like oh, okay people might view pitchfork as like a, it is a reputable source or a reputable outlet because they have pretty good takes but like they also don't have that added benefit to like knowing like appreciating the culture because they it's something that they can't even it's something they can't comprehend or like even understand and i feel like i think it's weird like i feel like some things you can look at objectively but i feel like when it's something specific to black culture if it's not for you and it's and you don't get it, it if you don't get it then it was not for you you know that song fubu by solange listen to that 
Okay. <laughs> Fubu stands for for us, by us. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No facts. It's it's like it just makes me think. I'm just like why. I feel like we just need more. I mean, there's plenty of like black journalists, black uh, like who, who are really into like black filmmakers, black actors, like musicians that take that shit seriously and like look look through like art look at art through a critical eye and they like mm-hmm. ha- and they have that added benefit of appreciating black art uh but i feel like we just need more kind of and maybe that's just wishful thinking but just like kind of mainstream level oh this is just as powerful as like these white publications for black people like a black publication that can kind of do that like give those reviews like we're hiring predominantly black reviewers that or even just like, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube channels that review black music too, um, but a lot of people kind of see those as just less, and you know, that's a lot of racism in those markets too, like as less reputable because they don't have the education or the the specific background to review music. And then they see hip hop music and they're like, oh, I'm still reviewing it through a musical or a classical or whatever musical lens, but in reality, that's not really doing a benefit to the artist at all and it's like uh, not to say like all white reviewers are like bad or like they suck they shouldn't review music but i'm saying that that that's something to think about in terms it's definitely something to think about you kind of have to have two lenses you kind of have to understand i mean you'll never truly understand because like i said you're white but um also, I just want to say, me and Darren don't hate white people. I just want to put that on the table. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about, but we won't go into that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, you but, know, I don't. But look, here's the thing: we're definitely going to be critical, and if anybody to gatekeep our culture is going to be us, the fuck what did y'all think this was? So I, I think that it's definitely something to think about because it's like, <laughs> how can you rate? our rhythm and blues when you don't have rhythm and blues or even understand the concept of a rhythm and blues, like, you know what I mean? Like it's something to, you know, look at. Yeah. No, that's definitely, uh, yeah. More, the more black people we get in those, in those areas that can combat those like bright reviewers, the better. And I feel like that's coming eventually. I agree. All right. Should we move on? Of course. Yeah. All right, y'all. So um, this week, uh, me and Darren want to talk about something a little serious. Um, This podcast is definitely, you know, it's lighthearted most of the time, but also we are not, you know, blind or tone deaf to things that are happening in the world. And we definitely want to talk to you guys about that and give you guys like our honest opinions and take on different things. So that way, like we're being as authentic as we possibly can. Um, And so with that being said, we're just going to talk about um, Afghanistan. Um, If you haven't really heard about what's going on in the news or in the world, there's been a lot of crazy stuff that's been happening. I think that's what Darren was. That's what he was getting at in the beginning about like how 2020 is, you know, it's definitely a lot crazier and maybe we are numb to it but right now we're going to talk about afghanistan so um i will say first and foremost that i am not as well versed in this me and darren are both we're not scholars on like news or anything like that but um we do do our research we use reputable sources um and so i um i follow this page on instagram it's called so informed used to be called so you want to talk about but you know things have happened they changed the name, um, but basically it's the same page. They, um, this is on Instagram, by the way, and they basically um, break down different things that have happened. Um, usually political. This came out usually, I think, like around 2020 election. Somebody that was working on the Bernie Sanders campaign actually started this page, and they work with a bunch of collaborators to do research and put together these short little pieces to kind of break down a situation that's going on in the world. And so they did one on um, Afghanistan, and I just thought that I would read that post for you guys just so you are up to date and you have like a little bit of background about what's going on, and then we'll talk about it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. So it says, The Collapse of Afghanistan, 
So the Taliban has regained control of Afghanistan almost immediately after the United States departure from the country after a 20 year long presence. Taliban forces swept across the country and took control of most major regions. Um, videos are showing desperate and terrified Afghan civilians clinging to the wings of U.S. military aircrafts as they take off from Kabul, the capital city of Afghanistan. People have fallen to their deaths after clinging to C-17 jets as they took off from the Kabul airport, according to Afghan news agencies. Withdrawing U.S. troops from Afghanistan had been a prominent foreign policy goal of the Trump administration. The Biden administration chose to follow suit. Despite facing criticism for his decision, President Biden stated that after 20 years of combat operations, it was time for the U.S. to withdraw. Since 2014, U.S. and NATO troops have spent billions of dollars to train and equip Afghan security forces, hoping to hand power to them once the U.S. left. The Biden administration's goal of complete withdrawal by August 31st, 2021, sent the Taliban into action, organizing a push across the country this summer aimed at regaining control. Now, Biden administration officials are admitting that they miscalculated. The Taliban's takeover of, Afghan, of Afghanistan happened quicker than anyone expected or anticipated, sending millions of citizens into a scramble for safety as the world watches. Through both battles and deals, the, Tal oh, excuse me, the Taliban was able to take control of all major cities in a matter of days, sometimes with not a single shot fired as deject Afghan soldiers trained by Army and U.S. and allies accepted deals for their own safety. The most at-risk retribution, like or the most at risk of retribution, like journalists, diplomats, and those who have aided the U.S. are attempting to flee. The U.S. government is quickly trying to evacuate thousands of Afghan citizens who aided them during the war and could be an immediate target for the Taliban. After pres and I'm, it's a few more. Bear with me. I just want to give you guys all the information. Make sure that. <laughs> You're informed. Say, this is not a news podcast. It's not, but we got to make sure that you're informed. So just bear yeah, with me. Because yeah. look, after you know all this stuff, then you'll have a more informed opinion, you know? Because there's been plenty of times where people love to talk about shit that they don't know shit about. And that shit is just, that just yeah. baffles me. Like, you know, you don't know nothing. You just sitting up yeah, there like, oh, he's, I think. You just going on and on. I think you just got it. Yeah. Mm -mm. But all right, let me continue. There's like a few more. Okay. So basically, I'll, I'll summarize a little bit about it. Um, Trump made a deal with the Taliban while he was the president to have a ceasefire um, when the U.S. left. But there was no clarity in how the demands would be enforced, nor was the Afghanistan government included in the negotiations. And that was crazy to me because it's like this is a ceasefire for their government and you're not even including them in a negotiation with you know terrorists in that country like that, that that didn't make any sense to me so yeah trump ain't shit we've been knew that though okay. yeah, yeah a lot of that yeah a lot of that was definitely trouble and i, I and this was brewing for quite some time too like all of this yeah right. and it says the taliban which ruled afghanistan from 1996 until the u.s invasion in 2020 and 2001 is estimated to have between 58 thousand and one hundred thousand full-time fighters experts say the taliban is stronger now than at any point since 2001 that is crazy that is crazy um and then um biden says he stands by his decision um yeah and wait there's another point that i wanted to point out in this too um oh yeah so hussan i don't want to butcher his last name i think it's Hassan Haqqani, a former Pakistani ambassador to the U.S., told NPR that little seems to have changed in the areas of Afghanistan where they have regained control. So far, the Taliban have been executing people summarily. They have been lashing women. They have been shutting down schools. They have been blowing up hospitals and infrastructure. And, um, yeah, and for a country like Afghanistan, within these past 20 years, women have been able to graduate from college. 
join the workforce and live like modern lives and now they face going back because of the Taliban's takeover um and then also there's over 40,000 American soldier or not American soldiers but Americans and um people that helped in the war that are stranded and trapped there right now and face danger because of the Taliban and the, I just want to read her sources, too, that she used. She got sources from The Atlantic, The Washington Post, and Jacobin. Um, check out her page. It's called So. It's at So.Informed. It's on Instagram. There's a bunch of different topics that, you know, simplifies, like, different things. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, this is what's going on in Afghanistan right now. And this, I, I just know, for me, when I... Um, first like read about what was going on for me i was sick to my stomach because it's just like i could not even imagine like the stuff going on there for the women like i have a a mom i have a sister like it's just crazy to me it's it's wild yeah Yeah. and this is exactly what i was talking about bro like this shit is wild man and like this has been brewing for like quite some time like 20 years like, like, like it's a 20 like we said this is a 20 year war but like at at the like the the country of afghanistan has been like war torn since like the the cold war like yeah type, like cold war t- times like when the soviet invasion in the uh in afghanistan it just kind of put a lot of the uh country in turmoil and then like it led to like the rise of the taliban and the taliban you know you know doing what they did in 9-11 you know just caused the u.s to to take action so you know like that time where you just like yeah women can go uh, now can do a lot more than they were before. Um, the, it, if the U.S. were to tell it, they for sure be like, this is because of obviously our involvement and presence in trying to build a democracy in Afghanistan. Um, but yeah, this is like, a, we, we really lost a 20-year war, if you really want to boil it down. Like that's, yeah. we, we, we lost, we blew a, blew a 3-1 lead. Like, we, we, we lost a 20, 20-year war, like, it's, it's something that's just crazy. Like, we had, what, I think 300,000 troops. We spent, like, $2 trillion. Um, I think we killed 100,000 Afghans. No, we. No, I can't even say we. I keep saying, like, we're American, but, like, the United States. The United States, yes. Killed <laughs> you know, 100,000 Afghans. Like, that's insane. And a lot of that is just, like, a lot of the war, and I'll say, like, during that time, like, where the Taliban was just kind of, you know, just hiding in fucking caves and shit, not really doing shit. Like, after 9-11, when the U.S., like, really took over, like, helped take over Afghanistan and reform it. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that rise um, was because, like, the United States, like, like, just, just the, like, their tactics. I'll say, like, the Taliban didn't have, like, air, like, air control, like, but the U.S. had, like, hella drones, hella like you know helicopters hella and they bombed hella the helicopters hella <laughs> helicopters like for real like they did like it was just it was some shit like that so like taliban didn't have those resources so it was kind of just down and out but now since the u.s like pulled away and that's just like something obviously trump started you talked about the what the um the tr- the treaty or like what he tried to he had negotiations with the taliban to get out i think may like the yeah. end of May 2021, before he did was, not you know, include Afghanistan yeah. government at all within this. Mm-hmm. He thought he could do that with the Taliban, like have that hard deadline. But like when that shit passed and the Biden administration took over, he, they, he was just like, fuck, fuck, like just pull them all out. And that's what niggas criticizing Biden for. Not necessarily like the, that's where the Trump and the Biden administration like coincide with them trying to get the troops out, but where they differ was like, the way about going about it. The way about way about going about it. But I say like the Biden administration like isn't without criticism, like on how they did that. I feel like a lot of that like the Taliban rose so quickly. That's the most shocking thing, like of all of this. Like they 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 took over in ten days. And that's crazy to me. I'm like, how was there no niggas they... projected to spend ninety days? But that's the thing, like, see what what Biden did is like back in April he announced that by end of August, before September 11th, 20-year anniversary, I'll have all the troops out. That sent a signal to the Taliban, like, oh, let's prepare for this between April and now. So when they actually withdraw, and then Biden was just like, he did it so quickly, he was just like... Like, I feel like there was no gradual movement between any of this, and I just feel like... 
I feel why was like, why oh, weren't the why yeah. like if you were there if you wanted to help them do this, why not help the people? you know prepare for a war like how could you just you know assume that like oh we're just gonna leave that y'all got it you know what i mean yeah. um yeah it's just a it's just a lot of that is just like heartbreaking like when you start to think of like the humanitarian like aspect of all this like like this is a crisis like this is a really this is this is something that's really like like Afghan is just so war torn and it's just like the civilians there's been way more civilian casualties than troops. Yeah. Like some Afghan Afghani children, women, children, like families have been like killed by like US soldiers and us bombing the shit out of them like for so long, for twenty years, like and then just for all that shit to be like, eh, Taliban took over at the end anyway. It was just like, who, who would have saw that coming? Well, I feel like a lot of people did, but not this quickly and in this yeah. manner. It was just more to it. Was, it was definitely like... I think the Biden administration definitely underestimated the, the power yeah, of the Taliban. And, and, I, and what I also heard is like, it wasn't that much violence to take over. Like, like the, it, it was like a series of, like, they brokered like a series of surrenders. Really. So, like, they, they really took over, like, throughout, like, many years, they took over, like, most of the rural parts of Afghanistan, and that's, like, 50% of the country. Mm -hmm. The other 50% is, like, the cities and whatnot. And when they went to the cities, it was, like, they they uh, they uh took over, like, but they, they killed some people, obviously. I think they killed, like, some pilots and whatnot, but, like, commanders and whatnot, they would be, like, they would surrender. Like, they would surrender to the Taliban because they didn't believe that Afghan soldiers that, that the U.S. was training to protect them was enough to stop the Taliban. So they was like, fuck it. We surrendered. So the Taliban was like, all right. And then they just, boom, and then the president fled. That's another it, thing that was crazy to like, me. Was he like, evacuated crazy. himself. Like, I could not imagine if, but I also have the American privilege to say that and I have the privilege of living in the United States. I don't, you know, deny that. But like, if something were to happen on U.S. soil and our president just was like deuces, like that would be insane. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was just like, yeah. That's why I was just so, so much within Afghanistan that just, uh, just hope, hope can be reformed. Like, yeah, yeah. It's about to be something coming for sure. And it, it, the 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 worst part about this is. Like the 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 humanitarian me, the worst part about this is seeing this and like not being able to like do anything. Cause like I mean, I could tell y'all go sign this petition, go donate here, but I don't know where that money is going. And and signing a petition, like what what the fuck, like is that supposed to? You know what I mean? Like they've already pulled the troops, so so it's like that really gonna do anything? Exactly. Um, So yeah, it's just it's just so much to it, man. Like prayers to Afghanistan, like. Taliban is crazy. A lot of people have been trying to escape too. Like, hop it. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've seen a video of them like clinging onto like aircraft just to see if they could fly off, and then they're just like falling to their deaths. That was so. Right, that's just so wild. Like, it's just like, man, I can't even like fathom all the shit that's really going on just on a civilian level, and just like the U.S. And, the U- and what I really have a problem with is that, like, you and a lot of, I think I've been seeing this on social media, is that a lot of these publications have been trying to put the blame on us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, here, America, this is your fault. You got what you wanted. And now the Taliban took control. Nigga, I was three when 9-11 <laughs> happened. Like, nigga, I was three years old. Like, I, I didn't I didn't have no say in nothing in the world. I didn't know what I was just fucking getting the hang hang of numbers and shapes and fucking alphabet. Like that at three years old, like I didn't know shit about the, the Taliban or the war that was about to ensue for the next twenty years. Like they wanna be like, Oh, this is like millennial, Gen Z, uh I'm like, uh, nigga, people are no. saying it's Gen Z's fault that this is happening. Uh, people, people are pointing the blame at just like the common person, like not like the the average adult, like, not the not government. The adults, like, so they're like they're putting the blame on like, all right, so y'all gotta fix it, like y'all about to y'all better get to that age, like where y'all about to be. Because yeah. I don't think power to fix that. Because I don't think you do. can blame the citizens. Can I blame the government though? I feel like the U.S. government definitely has part in. The, I mean, the, oh, the Middle US. East is fucked up because partially because, because of the U.S. government because of, because of because of because of 
you know the uk or i don't know how what they're called the uk the 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 european oh. union because of them you know all of that stuff like when they it's fucked up because of them when you look at israel and palestine that whole situation oh, yeah. because of that white people coming over thinking that they're running shit and really just fuck up more shit um and i feel like with the united states government i feel like there was too much of like a it's like uh okay so this is the example i think of in college all the time they do these service trips right and they're and it's only for a week and they go there and they help these kids out and they're like oh like we're, we can teach you this we can teach you that but the kids don't necessarily know like how to or you don't really teach them like how to make for themselves and so after that service trip is over the people are kind of reliant on the people that came but like you're gone so now it's like gonna crumble because you never really taught anybody how to like you know do for themselves and i feel like um i don't know i feel like what am i trying to say yeah you you can't oh i was i was thinking of a proverb so like you can i think it's like you get a man a fish he'll eat but you teach a man a fish he'll eat for days or whatever right so i feel like within this situation look i don't know i was not there so i do will i will say there are things that i just don't know that didn't happen but from observation and what i can kind of confer is that it might have been like a reliancy situation and nothing was really taught of how to you know because the fact that soldiers would just be like this training wasn't enough for me to like i'm just gonna def i'm just gonna give up because this training wasn't enough like i feel like if they were you know taught and trained well enough they'd be like nah fuck that shit we're gonna fight because we're confident in the training that we were given so yeah and it's I been 20 it's, years so like what's been going on for 20 years it's 20 years there's a lot of factors of that i feel like it i, I can't i was like I, I put most of the blame on the u.s but I, I gotta put a chunk of that on the Afghan government and their yeah. unwillingness and their stubbornness and a lot and, and the Taliban, of course, doing all this fuck shit yeah. right now. So yeah, and and to, not to mention that's and this just goes along to what I was talking about earlier about how shit is crazy this year. Afghanistan is far from the only thing happening in the world. Like this yeah, is just the just newest the development of like shit that's going. Like we've been having a climate crisis that's been like low key flowing under the radar but not flowing under the radar because we low-key acknowledge it but we're not really doing anything like well nothing's really happening like mm -hmm. about it and it's kind of going crazy i think with lebanon lost 50 percent of their country's electricity there's yeah, the, the earthquake earthquakes in haiti, in haiti yeah. like the wildfires in turkey and greece and algeria like and obviously you said israel and palestine like it's so much shit going on in the world and obviously our domestic issues are still prevalent like we still we still going through shit and not to mention we're still in a fucking pandemic bro like yeah. the pandemic is still going on and it's ravaging the entire planet like we got so much we got we're so like far from being in a post pandemic society like we still got so much to go like and so many other crises kind of stacked upon it it's just it's just making me think like it's been some crazy shit going on this year man yeah next year might just be even crazier but we might be even numbered to it so we might be like eh, nah just like i said earlier but no well i just i don't know i all we can do is pray if you're into that or manifest whatever you're into i just hope that things get better because this is it's so heavy on my heart like i really <laughs> and then also too i feel like with everything going on it's important self-care is very important because to you know take on the world and all the burdens of the world it is not good for your self-care or for your mental health and so just making sure that you're taking time to unwind and to like you know get your mind off you know and just appreciate like what you do have you know it could be much worse but you know it's not because when you look around the world, I, it's it, it's things like this, like where what, that makes me just grateful. Like I I can't. Who am I to complain about some? Like I know I did a bunch of complaining earlier in the podcast about moving and stuff. But like, who am I really to complain when there's like people who are like you know in fear for their lives right now? 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, it makes you, it really scales things down for you. First world problems, man. Like, yeah. That's that movie having a lot of first world problems. Man. Like, I, I definitely come myself blessed in a lot of situations, like, just to not be in, in a, in such a, like, tumultuous, like, time of, like, turmoil, like, for real, and it's, and it's, well, even though it's still shit going on, but it's, it's levels definitely to it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's something I definitely, like, I definitely, I, uh, again, prayers out to, to Afghanistan, prayers out to Lebanon, prayers out to Haiti, to, to the Palestinians, like, it's just so much, yeah, it's definitely, it's weighing on my heart too, man. It's weighing on my heart too. Yeah, but this is yes. Even though this is a very serious thing, I do have to note as well, just to pivot away from that. I know this is a very serious topic, but man, them Taliban niggas have been fooling on social media. Dog. Yo, like it's been so. I've I, it's been so many videos I've seen come across, and them niggas just like having the time of their lives. Like it's niggas who they took over a fucking gym. And they, they ain't, you can tell they ain't fucking ever lift a weight in their lives. And they over here just, like, just moving around doing shit. Like, that shit was wild. I sent you the shit of them niggas dancing and shit. Like, like they took, they took, I mean, like, them niggas, them niggas doing so much, bro. Like, it is just so fucking funny. I was like, niggas just like, the Taliban just can't be this funny, bro. <laughs> Even though it's, de- it's, it's not it's funny, but it's like, wow. It's funny, but it's just like, like goddamn, this really kind of shows, like, them niggas have been in caves for, like, 20 years. Like, and them niggas couldn't really do shit. They could not be out in the open doing shit, like, for real, for real. But now, since they took over the whole country, they, like, or the government of the country, they, like, we can do whatever we want in these cities. They yeah. doing whatever they want. Them niggas are doing whatever they want, like. But, oh, and some more good news. I just got an interview with Apple. That, I've been on my I, <laughs> The oh, wow. interviews are coming in, okay. Oh, he just got it, okay. Good, where's the, uh, the clap? The clap sound. Oh, shit. Hold on. Wait. Yeah, um, the person fine. Come on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I just got it. Wait, I'll announce it again. Guys, just got an interview with Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I, just, I, I know. I, I know, guys. I know. All right. Enough. 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 <laughs> all right. But, all right. Um, That brings us to the end of things. That's all we had for y'all this week. You know, stay informed, stay blessed, keep your heads up. As always, you can follow me at J underscore Gooden 98 on Instagram. I answer my DMs. You want to suggest topics, suggest the motherfuckers and we might talk about it. Um, yeah. Yep. And you can follow me, um, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Ned Saturn as N-E-D Saturn, like the planet. Um, DMs open. Definitely hit me up. If you got any questions, any topic ideas. Um, we're definitely open. But yeah, yeah. this has yeah. been the experience. This has been the experience. See y'all next week.